Welcome to Vaginas, Vulvas, and Vibrators with Jordan Donnell. This is a safe place to learn about women's health and sexual wellness. I'm your host, Jordan Donnell, physician assistant, women's sexual health educator, and intimacy coach. On today's episode, we are talking about the results of your pap smear and what comes next. A common misconception is that abnormal pap smears mean that you have cervical cancer. That is not true, and I'm going to explain all of that to you here today. If you haven't listened to the last episode about what a pap smear is, you should probably pause this episode and go back and listen. This is the second episode in our series about the cervix. If you haven't checked out the vaginas, vulvas, and vibrator swag, run, stop, do that right now. I have created some fun stuff for y'all. You can find my favorites at swag.vaginasvulvasandvibrators.com. Be sure to check it out and help support this podcast. All right, so you got your pap done, your provider calls, and lets you know that they need to talk to you about your results. This can be very scary for a lot of women. If you take anything away from this episode, I want you to know that an abnormal pap does not mean that you have cervical cancer. Many women have abnormal pap smears, and most often the cells go back to normal on their own. But it does mean that we're gonna wanna watch you more closely to potentially prevent cervical cancer from developing. So let's go ahead and get into what the results are and what they mean. The first one we're gonna talk about is also the most common type of abnormal pap. It's called ASCUS. It's spelled A-S-C-U-S, which stands for Atypical Squamous Cells of Undetermined Significance. Okay, so I'll break that down. Basically, changes in the cervical cells have been found, no known significance. Many times this is a sign of HPV or human papillomavirus. Plug, go check out the HPV podcast if you haven't done so already to help understand that a little bit more. The next type of abnormal pap that we're going to talk about is low-grade squamous intraepithelial lesion, or LSIL. So what this means is that cervical cells show changes that are mildly abnormal, again, usually caused by HPV, typically goes away on its own. The next type of abnormal pap that you might see is a high-grade squamous intraepithelial lesion, and also known as HSIL. This is more serious changes in the cervix than low-grade squamous intraepithelial lesion, and it's more likely than low-grade squamous intraepithelial lesions to be associated with precancer and cancer. The next type of abnormal result is going to be atypical squamous cells cannot exclude high-grade squamous intraepithelial lesion. So the abbreviation for this is ASC-H. What atypical squamous cell cannot exclude high-grade stands for, or what that means, is that it's changes in the cervical cells that have been found that raise concern for high-grade squamous intraepithelial lesions. 
The next type of potential result that you might get on a pap smear is atypical glandular cells. And you're probably like, okay, wait, we changed, we changed here. What are glandular cells? Glandular cells are another type of cell that makes up the thin layer of tissues that cover the internal canal of the cervix. This type of cell is often present inside the uterus, and this also does raise concern for precancer or cancer. There are some other breakdowns of PAP results, but for the most part, that is what you're going to hear. Most commonly, you're going to hear ASCUS. That's the typical one. Now, based on what your results are of your pap smear, the next steps are determined. So in some situations, it's going to be repeat the pap smear at a specific interval. So it might be three months, it might be six months, it might be one year, it might be three years. Just kind of depends. Other times, it's going to be let's run the HPV screen as well. And then in some other cases, it's going to be going to a colposcopy. But it all depends on the results, your HPV status, and age. If you have low-grade or high-grade squamous intraepithelial lesions, a colposcopy will be most likely your next step. And no, I did not say colonoscopy. I said colposcopy. And you're probably like, what in the world? I remember the first time I heard this word, I was like, they're going to do a what on me? But why would I do that? I was so confused. But thankfully, a colposcopy is very different than a colonoscopy. So we are going to talk a little bit more about what that means. A colposcopy is the exam or visualization of cervical, vaginal, or volvular epithelium under a 5 to 50 times magnification with and without dilute acetic acid to identify abnormal areas that require a biopsy. A colposcopy is an in-office procedure. It's kind of similar to your pelvic exam. You're going to get set up in the same position, but then your provider is going to whip out this big old magnifying glass to take a look at your cells more closely. So what they're going to do during this procedure is they are going to use some acetic acid, which you're probably like, uh, what? Acid on my, on my cervix? It's vinegar. They're going to put some vinegar on your cervix or whatever area of your body that they are examining. So this can also be done for vaginal lesions and volvular lesions as well. So they're going to put this vinegar on and it dissolves the mucus and the acid sharpens the contrast between normal and actively proliferating squamous epithelium. So your abnormal areas will appear white. They will also use, your provider will also use something called Lugol solution, which is, I might be pronouncing that wrong, but it's a strong iodine solution and they paint the cervix. Normal epithelium will absorb the stain while non-staining epithelium should be biopsied. So when you go in for a colposcopy, you potentially will be having a cervical biopsy as well if something is identified. But it is possible that they do the colposcopy and they end up not needing to biopsy anything and determine that there that whatever was going on when you had your pap either resolved or whatever the case is. So 
a cervical biopsy is going to be where a small piece of cervical tissue is removed and is examined under a microscope in the lab. And that will determine if there is any cervical intraepithelial neoplasia present. After your colposcopy, if you have a biopsy, you might have a little bit of pain, you might have a little bit of discomfort for a couple of days, you may have some vaginal bleeding or spotting, that is normal. It is possible too, especially if you had a biopsy, to have some dark discharge, and that can be from the silver nitrate that they might use to stop the bleeding at the biopsy site. You are going to want to avoid putting anything into your vagina for a short period of time after this procedure. So no tampons, no toys, no partners. That's going to help allow you to heal. The results of your biopsy are then what will determine the next steps. So let's talk a little bit more about terminology to be aware of. When we're talking about pap smears, the results are looking at squamous intraepithelial lesions. Squamous is a type of cell that makes up the tissue that covers the cervix. Now, when we talk about biopsies, the results come back in terms of cervical intraepithelial lesion. And that is just how they're reported. That describes actual changes in the cervical cells. Cervical intraepithelial lesions are graded one, two, or three. They're also called CIN. So cervical intraepithelial lesions, also known as CIN, is how the biopsy results are reported. And it describes the actual changes in the cervical cells. So CIN1 is for mild or low-grade changes in the cells that usually will go away on its own without any sort of treatment. Only about 1% of cases of CIN1 progress to cervical cancer. CIN2 are moderate changes, whereas CIN3 are more severe or high-grade changes. CIN2 and 3 can progress to cancer and may be described as precancerous. It is important to remember that most people with CIN do not get cancer. But if you do come back positive for CIN, they're going to want to do some treatments. There's a couple different options. The first type of option is going to be an excisional treatment where the tissue is removed from the cervix. There's two different ways to do this. There's a LEAP, which stands for Loop Electrosurgical Excision Procedure. So basically, it's a thin wire that carries an electric current that is used to remove the abnormal area of the cervix. There's also conization, which is a cone-shaped piece of the cervix is removed, and that contains the abnormal cells. The other type of treatment is going to be an ablative treatment, so the cervical tissue is destroyed. There's two different ways to do that. One is via cryotherapy, where they freeze the abnormal cervical tissue, and then it just sloughs off or falls off. The other way is laser therapy, where they focus a beam of light at the abnormal tissue, and that destroys the abnormal cervical tissue. 
Most of the time, cases of cervical intraepithelial neoplasia can be treated successfully. If left untreated, CIN can develop into invasive cervical cancer. This is why it is so important to get your pap smears because at all of these steps, there are things that we can do to limit or very closely monitor the potential development of cervical cancer. So on our next episode, we're going to dig a little bit more into what exactly is cervical cancer. So stay tuned for that one. This podcast is sponsored by Pure Romance by Jordan Jones, offering top bath and beauty products and relationship enhancement items. Check out the link in the bio to start shopping today. By shopping, you are supporting this podcast. Thank you for joining today and continuing to bring awareness to women's health. If you love the show, please subscribe so you never miss another episode and leave a review for others to see. If you want to see me on the daily, you can check out my bio for links to all my pages. Be sure to share this episode with your girlfriends. Thanks again and see you next episode.